The blood of Jesus, God's Son, purifies us from all sin. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider today is our epistle reading for this past Sunday, which was the fifth Sunday in the Lenten season. We're looking at Romans chapter 8, verses 11 to 19. The Apostle Paul was inspired to write, And if the Spirit of Him, God the Father, who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation, but it is not to the sinful nature to live according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. My dear friends in Christ, the Apostle Paul said here, for you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you receive the spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. Always like that name, Abba, Abba, Father, that's used in the scriptures for our Heavenly Father. That is a word, an Aramaic word that a Jewish child would use in talking to his parents that expressed the close relationship between the, the father and the child. Abba maybe compares to our dad or daddy is what I'll often say. And see now, God called us into a relationship with him in, in which we're not supposed to live in absolute terror of God, but instead we're supposed to look at God and see him as our loving heavenly father. Someone who wants to bless us, someone who is always looking out for what's best for our eternal welfare. We're members of God's wonderful family. And now, at times, even the strongest person in the, in the faith is going to have those questions and his doubts about, about belonging to God's family. That's kind of a natural thing. Our sinful nature is always going to plague us and say, do you really believe that God can forgive you for when you did this or that? Our sinful nature is always going to plague us that way. But when our sinful nature would plague us that way, we can hear what Paul says here. He says, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. And I love that verse. Don't you love that verse too where it says the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we're God's children. The 
Holy Spirit, what he does through the word of God is he keeps on reminding us that he's our, that our Heavenly Father, he's our Abba Father, our Abba Father. That God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And if we have our doubts and if we have our questions, well, there's a real simple solution to that. The real simple solution to that is then we need to either start or keep on searching the scriptures so that the Holy Spirit can talk to us and keep on testifying with our spirit that we're children of God, sons of God. And that's why it's so important that we gather together for worship, that we keep on hearing devotions on God's word so that the Holy Spirit can keep on saying, you're a child of God. He is your Abba Father. Well, think for a second of a courtroom scene. There's a judge robed in a black gown. He takes his seat. He looks a bit scary. And here is this, here is this handcuffed prisoner who's led into the courtyard, courtyard, courtroom. And when he's led into the courtroom, well, he sees the judge and he's just filled with fear. The prisoner knows he's guilty. He knows he deserves to be punished for, for his crime. And he knows that that judge will be sentencing him for his crime. But then suddenly what happens is that a young boy comes running into the room, runs up to the judge, whispers in his ear, and then what the judge does is he reached into his pocket and pulls out a coin and gives it to the young boy and, and he goes running out of the room filled with joy. Story from a year ago, years ago. Now, today you'd have to give him a $20 bill instead of a coin to make the child happy, it seems. But anyway, think of the difference here. The boy had no fear of the judge because the judge was his father. And so it is with us. When we think of our judge, when we think of, well, when we think of Jesus our judge, when we think of God the Father as our judge, well, God the Father as our judge, he's our Abba Father again. And so we don't have to be afraid. We have a judge, we have an Abba Father, who loves us and always wants what's best for us. We can be confident that our Abba Father, our judge, that he's going to take care of our needs and what a blessing it is for us to look at our God and see him as a, not as a judge who would condemn us, but as a heavenly, our loving heavenly Father who wants to bless us. Well, Paul says, now if we are children, then we are heirs heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. To be co-heirs with Christ means that we'll share in the blessings which Christ enjoys in heaven right now. Those blessings are so great that our, our sinful human minds, well, we are simple human minds, can't really grasp or come close to imagining how great those blessings will be. But Paul says, we are co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his suffering, in order that we may also share in his glory. And now Paul's reminding us that we can expect 
ridicule and shame because of the family ties that we have with God's family. Now, we're members of God's wonderful family, but people will still ridicule us for that. They'll ridicule us, for example, for confessing our sinfulness and our total unworthiness on our own, our total unworthiness on our own apart from God, and for believing that we're only saved by the grace of God in Jesus Christ, that it's not us, it's, it's the grace of God, his great love for us. And, and people might also ridicule us for, for making a confession and saying how safe and secure we believe, despite the fact that we live in this crazy, sin-filled world and, and we never know what's going to happen. We never know when someone might pull out a gun or, or who knows, who knows. But that's the sinful world we live in. But bearing the ridicule that we might face is, is always more than worth it. Paul said, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Furthermore, Paul says here, the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. God's creation, it's kind of interesting. He pictures it here as if that creation is longing for the day when in this world there will be no more viruses or cancer or heart attacks or strokes or earthquakes or senseless shootings or any of the things that are so troublesome in our sinful world today. A day when God will recreate a new heaven and a new earth so that things will be like they were back before the fall into sin. Something so amazing that the creation longs for, that we long for. Oh, one of the first adventurers on the mighty seas sailed around the Cape of Southern Africa, the southern tip of Africa, on a stormy sea, and because of that, he named that Cape the Cape of Storms. Some years later, Vasco da Gama traveled the same way, and he changed the name of that Cape to the Cape of Good Hope. For instead of focusing on the storms, he focused on looking ahead at the jewels and the treasures of India that were ahead. So also, in a sense, what we could do is we could look at this life and call it the life of storms. We could do that. But when we members of God's wonderful family when we instead look ahead with the eyes of faith, we can call this life what it is for us in Christ. And that's not a life of storms, really. We have our storms to deal with. But instead, this is our life of good hope. And may God help us always to remember the certain hope that we have in Christ because we are members of God's wonderful family. Amen. Let's pray. 
Lord God, Heavenly Father, help us who have sinned and would deserve eternal punishment on our own to always remember how blessed we are because by the work of the Holy Spirit, we're members of God's family. By your grace, we're members of God's wonderful family, enjoying your grace and love now, looking forward to the eternal blessings of heaven. Thank you for your rich blessings, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.